Hey guys, and uh, welcome to another episode of the PS Journals podcast. Today, my special guest is none other than myself. I decided that this podcast is going to do a little bit differently. Um, the podcast has received such great feedback since I've been back from the States, and even before then, we've been overwhelmed with an amount of messages. Um, I've attended a few podcasts. And as well as the growth of the podcast has, has been quite rapid over the past couple of weeks, which has been incredible. And I can't thank you guys enough for that. But I decided that, you know, I've only really told my story once on this on this podcast, and that was at the very beginning. So what happened to all the followers and the listeners before or after that time? Kind of fill them in in my life's journey and where we've come from and where we're going as PH Journals. And how did we get to this point? There's going to be a lot of things that are going to be difficult for me to mention, uh, difficult for me to talk about, but I decided that if I'm as raw and honest as I possibly can with everyone that's listening to my podcast, it's only fair on the listeners to understand exactly where I've come from and why my guests are who they are and where we're going in the future. It's very, very important to me. I'm sure to to everyone that's following this, just to give it some sort of context, because it's wonderful to have guests on these podcasts all the time, and I do a lot of solo podcasts on giving information and advice on your next safari adventure. But at some point, you, it's nice to always understand who's behind the mark. So this is my story. Guys, and before we get into things... Um, I just want to take this opportunity once again to thank everyone for all the support, um, the messages, and, and everything that you guys have given me over the past couple of years. It's been absolutely outstanding, and I'm extremely humbled about where we have. Um, I mean, if somebody told me four years ago we, the podcast would be where it is today, um, I would have told them they're lying. But it's it's been an absolute unbelievable experience, journey. And I can't thank you guys enough for that. But those of you that haven't yet, I would really appreciate it to support this podcast. All you have to do is hit the subscribe button on any one of the platforms that you are listening to. Um, turn on the notifications and interact with the episodes because that ultimately helps me into the algorithm and, um, and it helps me support my passion. And that's conservation and delivering on, on what we're doing right here. It's been a long passion and goal of mine to to achieve great things and to communicate through my podcast through my youtube channel through my social media on what really conservation is all about back in on the dark continent and in south africa alike um, and some of the the challenges and experiences as a professional hunter i've had um, and to share them with the rest of the world because ultimately i still believe that hunting is one of the best conservation tools we have to offer and with that being said part of the front line in the conservation efforts of professional hunters in Africa. And without them, I solely believe that our conservation efforts as hunters would be an uphill battle without them. So this is just kind of highlighting a journey of an Eastern Cape professional hunter living his dream, sharing his passion, and doing what he really enjoys doing, and that's protecting our wildlife conservation efforts so <clears throat> with that being said let's get into it
So guys, where where did my story all begin? I've been very fortunate to um, be on a couple of podcasts um, when I was over in the States and even before uh, recently just released is uh, The Wild Dispatch um, with Robin. I had an absolutely fantastic time talking about so many different things from depression to conservation to my opinion on how conservation should be behaving in South Africa. It was an absolutely outstanding episode. I really I thoroughly enjoyed it being on that side of the mark for a change. Um, but yeah, so where it all started for PH Journals, myself, back in 2016, um, my professional hunting career kind of started taking off. And I, I there were a lot of there were a lot of times that I've I sat around campfires and and I listened to the misperception that people had on our African PHs as far as conservation is concerned. Now, back then, I already had a strong opinion that professional hunters were one of the the leading and and the key factors in in our conservation efforts when it came to hunting. And um, listening to around, being around these campfires and listening to what was actually being fed out into the world uh, through clients that were coming over to experience Africa on a safari or whatever it may be, um, I realized there and then that maybe sometimes the perception isn't really as clear as what we think it is. You know, we, we all, as South Africans, we kind of get naive to the fact that we could possibly just be projecting a false agenda out there. And not intentionally, not at all, but just through some silly ways and means that, that have been bad habits that have kind of crept into um, crept into the industry over a couple of years. For instance, one that, that, that I completely dislike um, and it goes against all my, my morals and ethics is, is the whole meat situation in South Africa. A lot of professional hunters still to this very day are saying that a lot of the meat gets donated to villages. And if any, out of any situation, uh, meat gets donated to the village, it's a very small portion of that hunting outfit's um, meat that's taken in sorry about that when you're doing these solo efforts <laughs> you always got to keep going back and checking if the camera is working or not um so yeah just for an example the meat discussion was one one of the big ones that i kind of disliked and slowly grabbed onto it anyway getting back into ph journals where it started and why it started i was sitting at home one day and i just recently got engaged a couple of months uh, before this particular incident and I received a message on, on one of my social feeds. And at that time, PS Journals was non-existent. So it was my personal social feed under Dylan Love. And um, throwing out a lot of death threats. But with the death threats, they had linked a lot of photographs that had come from my, my then new fiancé, my family, my mom, my brother. And although a lot of these threats I kind of find very irrelevant... <coughs> excuse me very irrelevant um at the time and i kind of just ignore and brush it off i really started diving into the possibility of what this would entail going forward for the future and how how do you how do you um box around it right so so you're looking for for ways and means because it's not nice as much as you know um, it's an inconsiderate human being on the other side, a keyboard warrior, whatever. Some people actually even believe that there's bots and stuff doing these sort of things. 
it's still not a nice feeling from a mental perspective. Going into any safari, that mental burden hangs over your head sometimes. So it becomes a little bit of a difficult thing where you want to box it out. And so PH Journals was born. I decided that if I could project my hunting without mentioning any of my personal life in, but project it from, from a different perspective and let it carry, carry on that way, um, there might be some benefit to it. <clears throat> and so 2016, PH Journals was born. My hunting career at this stage uh, was based at an outfit just outside of Queenstown, actually owned by my uncle. And we'll get into that a little bit later. Very controversial uh, situation that I've been in and, and one of the reasons why I'm doing this podcast. So 2016, PS Journals is born and it kind of has a steady growth, right? A lot of storytelling, a lot of motivational stuff in between because I'm still trying to find my feet within the industry. Although I've, I had, at the point, I had been doing it for six years already by then. Um, but boxing in and out, certain challenges and conservation efforts. Um, rhinos were being poached within uh, the concession that we were utilizing to hunt and just all all around the Eastern Cape and it was at all time high. So I believe that if I could project and and tell stories the way I do, um, maybe people have a better understanding and feel kind of um, invested into what was actually going on on a lot of these situations. And so we did. We invested a lot of time, a lot of effort into my socials and it kind of grew to a point where people started noticing a lot more about PH Journals and the storytelling behind it and I was encouraged to then start a podcast and a YouTube channel, which I duly did and like all things new, you kind of fiddle around, yeah, fiddle around there and you just kind of hope that everything gels together, you know, and sort of aligns. And they did. They did. The podcast started taking off really well. I got my first thousand downloads within a matter of four, five episodes. But then, then my life started. My personal life started. I got married. Um, my wife fell pregnant. But right in the back of this whole thing is that I was motivated a lot of the time through other people pushing me to carry on with this proceedings, you know, carry on with PH Journals, carry on with the podcast. At the time, the YouTube channel only had one or two videos. But, and, you know, it always was there and I would do a pod, uh, episode every now and then, probably one episode every two or three weeks um, and relevant based on hunting uh, packages and and all sorts of different things, and like I said, life kind of happened. My daughter was born in 2019, um, and 2019, my daughter was born. Gets to the end of 2019, we had a fantastic hunting season, bumper bumper hunting season. 2020 started, head over to the States, and once I was in the States in 2020, I was approached by a gentleman from the NRA. Still to this day, I had his card, and I wish I knew he was. Um, He approached me because he wanted to have a conversation with me about hunting and and, uh, conservation efforts in South Africa, and we were going to talk on more like a podcast style, but from the NRA side. 
and the conversations went back and forth and it was wonderful. And lockdown happened. And I realized then that, you know, if these if these people were noticing what I was doing and what I was talking about, I had more of a subsistence to it. But while we, so lockdown happens, I focus a lot of my energy in creating stories, creating videos. I mean, they weren't great back then. <laughs> I used to invite a lot of my friends out um, to different game farms that we knew in the area just to do a bit of hunting. So I could, you know, I could, I could do all the filming and edit those videos and, and, you know, kind of do the voiceover. And I had big dreams for it and I still do, but Back then, it was just, it was really um, novice-type material. And it was really fun. It was a lot of fun to do. So COVID came. We hit into COVID. And it was a struggle. As a professional hunter in the COVID period, was probably one of the biggest struggles, I'm sure, across any industry. And to back it all off, a lot of the organizations, outfitters, all that sort of stuff, really never backed their professional hunters or looked after them in any sort of way to try and compensate them for no hunts coming in. I mean, it was a whole year. However, there were some good institutions out there that did look after their professional hunters. Because remember, I still believe that professional hunting is still one of the best. They're the front line when it comes to conservation efforts. They ha- they're the ones that single-handedly hold the responsibility. So to look after them was probably one of the most important things through an extremely difficult period for the industry. And once COVID had broke, the 2021 season was where my life really changed. The podcast was doing exceptionally well. Throughout, throughout the COVID period, we managed to generate enough content. Again, we weren't posting frequently, but it was, it was consistent. The 2021 hunting season starts, and it's, it's a blow-up. From start to finish, I mean, like I said, I'm, I'm almost... 100% sure I did more than about 200 days of hunting in 2021. There was once that I could remember I went on a 14-day holiday. But other than that, pretty much every single day from from the start, actually back in December, my good friend, and he was on the podcast just not so long ago, old Pat, he actually arrived on the 30th of December. That's when I started, 2020. And we hunted right up until the 14th of January. I had two days break and I started another hunt again. And we went straight through from January and I finished with Cody in December. And that's how mind-blowing that whole season was, right? But that's also where my relationship and my personal life took a massive, massive turn for the worst. So... To fill everyone in, in 2010, in 2010, uh, in 20, 2009, I inquired my professional hunting permit through through a farm in the Eastern Cape. Once I acquired that permit, I did a lot of hunting before I turned 21 with other professional hunters on my uncle's game farm. Now, I'm not going to mention names because I don't know what legal implications these might have. But those of you that have followed my story would understand where this goes. 
and who I'm talking about and where I was based. So I joined my uncle's institution. I joined my uncle's game farm uh, as a as a full time freelance professional hunter from 2011 onwards. And like I said, from 2009 to 2011, I, I was still hunting every single year, but doing what we call skibby hunts, uh, apprentice hunts uh, with other professional hunters. So from 2011 to 2001 uh, to 2021, I was fully committed to a single game farm. And through that period, there were a lot of shifts in this particular game farm. There were a lot of shifts in management, uh, and there were a lot of dynamical shifts. Um, what had happened is, you know, family had split up. Um, the farm was always in a good place. The ranch, the, the safari company was always in a good place, and it always generated a great hype about it because back then my uncle believed in strong conservation. He looked after the professional hunters extremely well. And um, we were a family more than anything else. And, we, and it felt that way for a very, very long time. However, 2021 came. And things happened prior to 2021 that I was not involved in or had any knowledge of until midway through 2021. These scenarios happened and I, I somehow kind of feel that the only reason why I'm telling this side is because it played such a significant role into who I am today, where I'm going, and what PH Journal's main goal is. 2021, in 2020, in certain incidents happened and I was not a part of that. Um, my daughter was one at the time. I was based during lockdown. There was no movement. Um, I went out to the farm for two nights uh, during the period, during the lockdown period. But I was based majority of the time at home doing podcasts, doing YouTube videos, um, and trying to hustle every now and then, right? So 2021 came, and I saw a completely different side to what was going on. 2022 started and I decided that the institution, my, my uncle's establishment, although it was, had been, it looked after me so fantastically well and, and what, at the time it was an incredible institution to be a part of, to work for. It was really a a half of activity and, and a phenomenal place, just oozing with game. It was really an oasis in the middle of the Eastern Cape. However, once I realized what situations were put in place from 2020 and 2021, and I, I became aware of what, what actually went on, I decided that my brand had grown to a point where I couldn't be associated with anything that might have seemed suspicious as far as conservation efforts were concerned. Um, I decided there and then to to leave the farm for as a permanent, from a permanent point of view. Um, and unfortunately, my uncle took it completely the wrong way. 
Uh, I made a face, I made an Instagram post um, and was completely misread. It was never my intention to badmouth or um, somehow highlight any sort of negative aspect coming from his farm or his safari company at all. There was none. I only have everything but respect for that. And I would never do such a thing because that's just who my persona is. I don't have any intention to do that. So I leave the farm. Um, of course, things weren't accepted well, which is understandable um, given the perspective that he sought from. My intentions are always to go back and always to keep working for him from a freelance point of view, but never from a permanent basis. However, he saw things differently and our relationship kind of took a turn for the worst which is fine. It's something I had to accept and it's something I got over and it built a better character out of me, right? Because I knew at that time that I was always going to stand true to the person I am and the person I want to be and I was never going to back down for anything. However, some of those implications that happened there and then had a very lasting impact on my personal life. Um, I subsequently lost my relationship with my wife and we got divorced in June of 2022. Uh, we separated June 2022, we got divorced a little bit later, around about the October period when I went over to Spain to hunt. But again, all things happen right for, for a reason and all things happen for for the correct reason, I, I, I like to see it that way. Uh, right now, we are co-parenting as best as we possibly can. And our relationship is not great, but it's not terrible. And my daughter doesn't suffer. She's doing fantastically well at school. And she's, she's embraced the situation that we are in. During that period from June to, um, to October, I... Uh, I was diagnosed with depression. Now, depression for me was always one of those taboo effects, right? Um, I kind of had my my David Goggins or my Andrew Tate blinkers on, and I was like, you know, I, I just, there's no ways I can be depressed. You know, I'll get out of this, you know, harden up. And But at some point in my life, I realized that I needed help. So I booked myself into an institution where I received help and I made a decision I made a conscious decision that my life was falling apart at the seams but right there and then I needed to make this decision and, and understand where things went wrong because if I understood that I could possibly fix it so when I went to I booked myself into this institution it was a three-week course and when I was there I made an obligation to myself that I was going to do the best I possibly could to understand this thing, to beat it, and to come out a better man at the end of the day, not only for myself, but for my daughter as well. And as hard as accepting that was, it also created a little bit of um, drive within me because now I had something to work towards. You know, I always knew PH journals, myself, were destined for great things. But I never really had a goal set to it, 
right? So there was never a goal for PH Journals or for Dylan Love out there that was going to say, oh, no, you were going to be this in the podcasting world or this in the YouTubing world or this. As far as I was concerned, I was just doing my thing and I just I just wanted to project a message about conservation and how professional hunting was happening in South Africa at the time. Fast forward a couple of months, I'm out of the institution. I'm feeling absolutely incredible. We head over to Spain to hunt. Um, I had a fantastic time there with Pat. I wish it was a little bit longer um, because I really got to experience the cultures and, and enjoy what was going on at the time. And I started finding my feet again. I started finding purpose. I started finding drive. And... 2023 was just one of those years, those fantastic years that things just kind of worked out. I found myself on a beautiful little farm on the outskirts of Queenstown, doing what I love doing, bow hunting as much as I possibly can for myself. Um, I went up into the Snewberg Mountains. I hunted my fall rayback there. Um, you, if you guys haven't yet, head along to that YouTube episode. It was absolutely epic. Um, and I really just found it found a new purpose in life as far as PHing was concerned as as far as being a hunter in South Africa and an obligation kind of slowly crept in because if I went if in the last two years I went through all that hardship how many of my other fellow professional hunters did as well my goal as a professional hunter was always number one was conservation and number two was looking at how we could better the professional hunting side of the industry as much as possible so that the people that became professional hunters benefited second best to the outfitter. That was always been my goal. I wanted to know how could we make sure that our professional hunters were the best, one of the best looked after in the industry as possible. And that was an interesting one for me. And from October, we, I, I kind of got into this routine that I was going to find out why, why is the divorce rate so high in the PHing world? Um, why can professional hunters not make a sustainable living or full-time income out of this industry? Why is it only going to be seasonal? Why is it only going to be a certain amount? Um, so, yeah, that was one of the interesting dynamics that I did. And one of the best tools that I found to do these sort of things was through podcasting. Um, I remember when I was when I was 19 years old, and again going back, I was I was doing a lot of these small little hunts, um, where I was following other senior professional hunters, which was fantastic. It was absolutely incredible. I loved every minute of it because I learned so much, and I managed to have a lot of conversations. But also at that age, you're kind of arrogant, right? You know, you, you start saying, oh, well, you know, maybe I can do it a little bit better or, or he doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> but I, I kind of learned as time went on to be patient and understand what they were actually talking about because that's important. It's very, very important. They've been there. They've done that. They've seen what goes on in the industry. They've seen how the industry has evolved to that particular point and it was up to us to take it on. But before we could, we needed to understand what it took to get there. 
So listening to these people made me very fortunate into being able to listen to what was going on in the industry. And I thought the only way I'm going to get better at this is if I interview or if I have a couple of guests on the podcast from different walks of life. Because if I'm interviewing or if I'm having Sarah Forsyth, for for instance, on the podcast, who gives a completely different perspective to what a couple of months ago I had Wayne Dell on the podcast. They had two completely different perspectives, but both of them worked and both of them would benefit the industry in such a great way. And I needed to understand that. And that's where my love for this podcasting and YouTubing stuff came about because through these conversations not only were we going to have the opportunity to better our industry but also better our professional hunters lifestyles and lives and maybe possibly at some point through this whole thing become a full-time respectable job that these guys can take on and make sure that it's sustainable don't get me wrong there are a lot of professionals out there, a lot of professional hunters out there, and a lot of outfitters out there that have found the success, that have found the, the recipe for making this happen. But like everything in the industry, things are so tightly strung, and they keep it to themselves. And I'm wanting to work my way into that recipe and share it with the rest of the world. Because it's nice to know that other people are getting as well looked after as what they possibly can be. So yeah, that's that was it. Um, twenty twenty three came, like I said, it was fantastic. Things just worked out. Um, relationships built, and started my own outfitting company for the very first time. And um, exciting, daunting, scary but fun. And that's been my obligation to myself right now is that I'm only going to carry on doing this if I'm having fun because that's the point of the whole thing, right? If we're not having fun, how can we ever make this thing work? Because it starts being looked at as a job, as an obligation. And yeah, that's where my life kind of is at the moment. I'm just having so much fun and I want to take this and project it on everyone that's followed me and and share my story share my adventure because it is it is completely my story it's my adventure and I'm just so fortunate that there's so many wonderful people out there that want to enjoy this with me so yeah guys and just to fill you in on a couple of things um Unfortunately, you know, my relationship with, with my uncle and my cousins and that side of the thing has deteriorated to a point where I don't think anything can be repaired. Unfortunately, um, there were certain videos leaked into the indus- into the social media channels and, and stuff like that, uh, which <laughs> I had no, no um, involvement in. However, the blame's completely on me, which is is fine. I mean, um, I had no attachment to whatever was leading to anything like that. So, ach, it is what it is. I mean, it's just one of those things. Um, still, you know, it's what, that institution or, or that game farm, uh, that safari company, is one that will forever be met with a lot of criticism. Um, especially now after the 
most recent years um, hasn't gone according to plan. And they, um, yeah, like I said, there's possibly a place in the industry for that sort of stuff or what goes on there. Um, however, I just didn't want to be associated with it at the time. Uh, if things have changed, they've changed, and I wish them well. If things haven't, um, I'm sure with reason. So, yeah, once again, uh, it is what it is. That side of, of my that chapter of my book is closed, and uh, yeah, just looking forward. I'm having so much fun doing this. And as we hit 33 minutes, and we're talking about books, guys. This week's episode um, is giveaway mystery gift giveaway is. Cries of the Savannah by Sue Tidwell. Sue has done an incredible job at depicting the difference from a non-hunter's point of view, the difference of conservation that happens in most of the North African countries and does filter down into the southern side. She's an incredible author. I've absolutely loved this book. So as PH Journals, together with Sue, we are giving away one hard copy um, to a lucky winner. It will be signed and written from Sue, delivered to your doorstep, whether you're in South Africa, America, Europe, wherever you may be. So keep a lookout for those posts. You guys know they're coming. And um, yeah, good luck. Incredible book, a must read. With that being said, Sue has also now finally reached the South African shores and she's in all the major bookstores. So um, if you guys would like to find out more about your copies, hit me up on any one of the social media platforms. I'll be able to share a lot of links and, uh, and things with you guys and, and more information on where you guys can find these books. So big shout out to Sue for doing this for the podcast. So yeah, guys, um, with a couple of minutes left, I just thought, well, let me just, uh, where are we going? I have no idea. <laughs> and that beats everyone. <laughs> if, if I'm looking in the, um, in the influencer market, that, that goes against every rule book where <laughs> you've got to have some sort of goal, right? But no, um, where am I going? I have no idea. But honestly speaking, I'm having so much fun doing this. It's been an absolute treat. 2024 is looking incredible. I've got so many cool hands planned for myself, which is cool, um, for my guests, for my clients that are coming out and enjoying the South African sun with me. So all of this is going to be live and, and available on my YouTube channel. So uh, I really hope you guys will head along and support that. Um, it, like I said, it's been a very, very special time of the year for me and, and a very special time in my life, a chapter in my life. Um, my objectives are, have never, never changed. I still want to share what it's like being a professional hunter and hence PH journals, the journaling side of things. Um, I love telling my story, where I've come from, where I'm going, what I'm doing for the day, diarizing it to the thousands of people that follow me on Instagram and across the board. And my goal is still to try and find that sweet spot for us as professional hunters, because again, if, if 
if no one is out there trying to look for that secret recipe, we're never going to accomplish anything. But if one of us can manage to find a way and manage to find a routine to make this industry for our professional hunters a better one and a more lucrative one, there'll be a lot more smiles at the end of the day than anything else. So that's that's definitely one of my objectives. And of course, right at the top of the list, and last but not least, is conservation efforts. My goal as PH Journals has never stopped driving the conservation effort. That is my goal. That is what I stand for. It's everything that's built with inside me. It's a primal instinct that we hold to be a hunter. It's our obligation to make sure that we look after it for conservation purposes. Because if we go out there and hit killing sprees and unethical type behaviors, nothing's going to be around for us to look after or for us to look forward to, enjoy. My daughter's five years old, and I wanted to look back at 55 years old and say, we made a difference in our wildlife because we are still seeing the very wildlife that my dad saw all those years ago right now. So yeah, that's definitely it. And of course, just growth, constant growth across all platforms, YouTube, podcast, wherever it may be, because growth is always a nice thing. It's always nice to meet new people, new faces, and get people to understand us a little bit better than what we actually stand for as hunters, because we're not murderers, we're not killers. We are enthusiastic about our primal instinct that benefits our conservation efforts, that feeds our families, and that looks after our wildlife for many, many generations to come. And that has always been my goal. So <clears throat> we're heading into a nice little short, sweet, productive, personal, and a very fun episode because I managed to, it's been sitting on my chest for some time that I actually, I've always at the back of my mind, I've always wondered, do people really know who I am? And without, I mean, when I did the podcast with Robin, when I did the podcast with Mackenzie, um, I always wondered if if people would ever hear my side of the story because it's always it's it's a lot easier <laughs> to ask questions than to be asked. Um, but yeah, so yeah, it's my story. And once again, I can't thank you guys enough for supporting me on this following me on it and being a part of it because it has been, it's been a very, very meaningful and wonderful experience. So before I close on this one, if you are happy hunting until then stay safe, stay blessed and stay humble. We'll catch up with you guys soon. Cheers. <laughs>